This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, a boy, the number one. From the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. He's standing six foot two, 301 pounds. Let's watch that number decline as the year goes on. Ideally, but also he's batch recording, so it should be in big numbers in the chunks. You get what I'm talking about. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson Maine from A Star is Born. That's right, I'm no longer Leonard Bernstein. I'm still <laughs> Jackson Maine. Yes, finally. Don't kill yourself. Make sure you get your dog a steak. Speaking of dogs, also joining me in the High My Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabrus. Arthur, give him a shout-out. Arthur is a senior dog asleep in the other room. There is no way he has a clue what's happening here. Speaking of old dogs, I got one of my oldest dogs. Oh, Met yeah. this guy <laughs> literally, I think at this point, over 20 years ago doing improv comedy. We're still doing it. <laughs> From this third time or maybe fourth time on the podcast, from the new fucking Peacock show, Mike Judge and Zach Woods is Brendan Gardner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, sir. That Welcome. reminds me something I've been trying with. I have a daughter's about to turn five, and I, a lot of my parenting is based on Instagram videos, I see. <laughs> and one was suggesting to like help them go to bed better is to do some sort of physical play with them before bed. Heck, yeah. And so we do wrestling. <laughs> every night that she has to win or, or or she gets very upset but she i do like intros for us where i'm like <laughs> 38 pounds standing 40 inches tall from los angeles and she that's loves it so she won't awesome. let, she won't wrestle now unless we do that part oh that's so fucking cute oh i love that it's very fun uh mutual friend of ours justin tyler i i was visiting him uh when i was back east and i was having dinner with his family and his daughters know me really well via Zoom right. uh, because uh, Justin and I are working on Zoom like a couple of times a week. And uh, uh, his daughter goes, when Gabrus gets here, I'm going to wrestle him. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin comes to me. He's like, you know, my daughter said she wanted to wrestle you. Have you guys talked about that? And I'm like, no. And he's like, 
where would she have gotten that from? We don't wrestle here. And I'm like, is it like, do I put out that vibe that I was like, if this guy comes here, I'm going to fucking whoop his ass. <laughs> Feels like it. But was she prepared for real life Gabrus? Yeah. Well, it was funny. She, they got like instantly shy when I right, showed up, like, right. of course, but I, I, uh, I won them over by doing their little bullshit Legos. Um, nice. but it, it was, it was really funny. They were like, so hyped, so gassed. The second I'm there, they're like, I mean, my yeah. own nephews do that. They're always like on the phone. Yeah. They're like, Uncle Donnie, this Uncle Donnie. And they're like, guess who's here? And they're like, hi. Mm. You know, like holding his Nintendo Switch. Hi. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, asshole. I'm your fucking right. godfather. Get on. <laughs> well, you have a daughter who's about to turn five, and you have a daughter who's zero. About to be seven months. <laughs> well, that, how's Big that gap. going? <laughs> it's... Uh... A lot of not sleeping, or or I should say, like, the thing that's most traumatic for me is it's a lot of, like, being pulled out of deep sleeps every night. Yeah. Like, I feel like the amount it's of not like you're sleep staying I get up is okay. super, Yeah, you're not staying up super late and getting up super early. It's more like, oh, I'm waking up in the middle of my sleep twice. It's whatever. like my wife nudging me to be like, it's your turn, and, and having just come out of a weird dream. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? What do you need me to do? Oh, shit. You just triggered something. Speaking of weird dream, I was so obsessed with the way Florence Pugh looked at the Golden Globes with like that like sexy, mm-hmm. short, futuristic hair. Yeah, I, I can was... see that being on brand for you. <laughs> yeah. It fits in, it's an old yeah. Uncle Gabrus's wheelhouse. Uh, I had a dream. We were riding a train together and we were been we had been flirting and talking and I just like leaned in. I was like, hey, I'm just going to go for a kiss. And she didn't. And I leaned in and made out with her. <laughs> and when I pulled back, she's like, I I enjoyed that. But. I'm just definitely not by. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I, like, I firmed that up. She was like, <laughs> and then I like woke up, but I was like, oh, the wow. shame I felt for like, oh, I'm going to just go for this. I think I had in a little bit of an inkling that it was a dream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I always, I'm always in dreams, like even sex dreams. I'm always like, I'm married. I can't. And I'm like, wait, why won't I just fuck Katy so Perry? Honorable. It's a yeah. dream. I know. <laughs> Have you ever had, I feel like multiple times I've had sex dreams with people I didn't think I was attracted to. And then afterwards had to be, it's like, is there something there I'm not noticing when I'm awake? Why did I? Changes the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Changes the whole game. You're like, yeah, I guess I do see Guess so. (laughs) I'm like working hard to be like, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me look up Megan Megan Mullally bathing suit or whatever. (laughs) We had sex on a couch in a crowded room in this dream. (laughs) Sure. And crouch. Uh, we had sex in the couch in the green room at the Hot Chicks room <laughs> in UCB, New York. Uh, Brandon, I'm so stoked you're here. We uh, we've trying to determine before we got on if we have done one Torco episode and two fitness episodes, or one. Tor- I feel like we've done two fitness episodes. I think we Torco had one. Was, yeah, Torco was in the OG days at Jake and Amir's house. Yes. Yeah, they're very nice house. <laughs> yeah, they briefly rented a huge mansion that they also ran headgum out of, <laughs> and it was nice. <laughs> it was awesome. They got like some insane deal, and I remember just kind of like milling around there before and after every record for way longer. Than I, I remember was they to... had like hundreds of bottles of bullet bourbon like lining the walls. Yes, they... <laughs> it's quite possible those freaks. Now they have bi coastal studios. Good for them. Good and now they each have their own homes. Oh, great. Everyone's doing better than me. I don't Got need it. that. <laughs> My almost five-year-old is always like, when When will I have a backyard? And it's just like, oh, oh, God. I don't know. 
working on it. But that's so funny. Not like, soon. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> we're gonna need a few more seasons of Peacock before <laughs> yeah. we're talking houses and yards and shit. And it's gotta do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and not <laughs> great shows aren't getting four seasons these yeah. days. Yeah, like. <laughs> uh, but uh, we've o- we always end up talking fitness shit because you and I are sort of. Uh, I mean, we're old old school meatheads, but also mm-hmm. sort of like very much into the sort of whatever the the edge, the cutting edge of fitness is. I'm always on. I'm not buying gimmicks or really taking a bunch of gimmick classes or anything. But if I I'll roll ATG, you know, into oh, yeah. my lifestyle, mm-hmm. like I just get it, and I like to have this other info coming in so we've always opened each other's eyes to like random fitness fads is like the is not i think that was maybe the name of one of our episodes was like fitness fads yeah i think we've done one that was like pandemic fitness maybe and one that was like maybe like fitness over 40 or something like that it may have been also (laughs) been fad fitness because the same thing for me it's all that and and i've always like my my brothers are both meatheads too, mm-hmm. and they're both, and we always say like whatever it takes to get you inspired. Like my youngest brother swears by like when he's feeling like I can't get my ass to the gym, he mm-hmm. like makes a playlist, buys new sneakers, and like buys like two new shirts or something like that, and that yeah. gets him like hyped enough to like want to go to the gym or try a new creatine supplement or like get new post workout mm-hmm. and be like, all right. So I'm I'm always game to find those to find those things that keep you motivated. And whatever it might be. For some people it's like a bougie expensive gym. For some people it's like, you know, rusty dumbbells next to their desk or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm game for so I'm always down to hear about new fads and shit. But we were talking about this time, talking about another also it's funny, like we're we're we were meatheads when we met in like two thousand and two or sort whatever. of part of why we met. Yeah. Or at least why we connected, I think. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have. I truly, our size introduced us to each other because we were at an improv party in college improv party, a college improv party, and you and I were like a head taller than everybody, so like we were able to see each other at a large and party. like yeah, a hundred pounds <laughs> yeah. heavier than anyone yeah, the only yeah. guys with traps doing sketch comedy. So we were like, hey, we should talk, <laughs> and then you ended up like. We ended up obviously living in New York at the same time, and even for a brief period of time, lived off the same subway stop and yeah. would have walked. But that all started with us being a meathead in an artist space. And something I thought about after we connected about this premise mm-hmm. was another thing that I've kind of had in all in in these recent years that I'm not sure if you have is that I've been an artist in meathead oh, spaces. Oh, yeah. Like your I, rugby team. Play, yeah, playing right. club rugby, doing martial right. arts, do, uh, competing in like these, you know, I've been doing, I did that hood to coast uh, Oregon relay this year. I mean, that's not true meathead. But running is weirdly somehow not meathead behavior. That's still dorky for some reason. Right. Yeah, I don't think I've had that experience since high school. Yeah. Even the last time I felt like an artist in a meathead. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, or maybe maybe college when you're a bouncer and you are also. Oh yeah, that's true. You're I was also, also a in bouncer, the Pappy Parker place. Not super artistic <laughs> community. Right. <laughs> but like way back in the day, I said to someone on uh, Mailer Demon, or maybe it was Fwan. It might have even been Chelsea Clark. I'm like, I like that I'm the strongest guy on my improv team and the funniest guy on my rugby team. Right. And she's like, oh, God, you must be so funny. You must be so much funnier than everyone on the rugby team. And then Chelsea, I'm going to 
quote someone else complimenting me, so it's kind of a whack move. But she's <laughs> like, she's like, well, I mean, you are one of the funniest people on this improv team, on a teammate of comedy, people. right? So I'm sure you're killing it in the rugby. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much the funniest guy over there. <laughs> and that's yeah. always given me like an undue confidence, and, and maybe it helped, like being the guy, the strongest guy uh, on uh, on my Harold team, and being the funniest or mo- quote unquote most famous person on my rugby team Mm -hmm. or just by hosting an mtv game show or whatever but like those two dynamics has always let me feel you know it's like forcing myself into a small pond it's like you know getting out of the gym and diving into a small pond made up of poets or whatever and you're like hell yeah well it's funny like for me that's like the the positive way to think of it i think for me it's often it's like how people in in that group refer to you so like in an yeah. thing, it's like they're constantly talking about me lifting and being like, I don't think that's a big part of my identity. But to you, it's so unusual. Well, we come from a, a place and 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 uh, friend groups where everyone lifted weights. Right. Like it wasn't I, I would say now, even in 2024, times are different. Like weights is not totally really a different. meathead thing anymore. Yeah. Especially at UCB. Yeah. Like, I feel like people like it's such a more common thing is to be into fitness into specifically lifting weights and getting stronger. That was like a weirdo thing in 2005 at UCB. For sure. And I wonder, because I, I, I tried to figure out what that was, and I don't know if it's the LA of it all versus mm-hmm. New York, where it's we're kind of more fitness-focused out here in general. And, mm-hmm. But I think I feel like based on New York, it has changed too. Is it being in our 30s and 40s, like where it's like fitness is a little more paramount because you're noticing that you need to be doing shit? Or I know overall resistance training, if you will, the umbrella term mm-hmm. has definitely gained popularity. That's what I think. It's like a little less broy, yeah, now than it was 15 years ago, for sure. Because the bros were right, like that. Right. It is about like, a lot of it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And that's what, like, I, I always want, like, you know, the dumbbells use the phrase uh, "bro science," and it is like the bros had some shit. The resistance training. All you hear from like, you know, longevity. Now I'm all in like the longevity space. I'm like, mm-hmm. re- I read Dr. Peter Atia's book and all this shit. And it's like this, the resistance training is what, you know, bulletproofs your body for when you get older too. Yeah. And I'm noticing that even now in my early forties and I'm, and I'm not even like, I haven't been like on a steady program for a long time, but like things that bother other people of my age and and size or whatever don't bother me as much and i'm like i guarantee it's because i'm still deadlifting squatting and get you know moving around a bunch and and under load and shit like that for sure and that is similarly like that's my big goal like seeing older people and being like i never want to walk like that (laughs) or i never want to have that struggle lifting my suitcase or whatever it might be yeah i never like I haven't done like I want to do so much in life and I haven't done that much yet. Mm-hmm. Now, like you're a dad. So that kind of you have like a visual reminder of like, well, in 14 years, I'd like to still shoot around if my daughter oh my wants God. to play basketball. Right. The dream is that she's like high school age and wants to competitively play one on one would be like, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I try not to seem too excited about it because I don't want to push her away, but God, that would be great. Um, but like, I don't have 
kids, but my life goal and my the way I live my life is I love to check boxes and do mm-hmm. things. And there's so much stuff I want to do, and I don't want it to have to happen in the next 14 years because by the time I turn 55, I'm fucking too overweight, too uh, too many knee surgeries or whatever right. to to hike Machu Picchu. I don't want to jam every. I'd like to like my my step Tiff's stepdad. He's kind of like the oldest family member I have now. Right. He's in his mid-70s, and he's slowed down a little bit, but he can still go on like a 10-day European vacation Mm -hmm. and like still manage that. Yes, he needs to like take naps, and he can't just walk around Lisbon for five hours every day, Mm -hmm. but he's still able to do so much. No one in my family even lived to their (laughs) side. Yeah. And like no less... uh, you know, my mom's in her 60s and she couldn't do all that because she's mm-hmm. so out of shape. And so that's just been kind of inspiring, translating it, translating my goals for what I want out of my life. And I'm like, when I have more free time, which hopefully will happen when I get older, I want to be able to finally get more surfing in and more hiking and more camping. And I'm like, that's just only going to get harder when I'm 58 versus 41. Yeah. So you got to do everything you can now to like fucking set the right habits and, and get yourself in that. and. It's no longer meat heady, but like this year I'm like I'm I'm trying to like care less about my career and care more about my body and my brain mm-hmm. for like the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm nine days in or seven days in and it feels good. I'm gonna eventually like look at my checking account and be like, all right, well, we gotta <laughs> focus a little on the career here, but for now, it feels really good to just. I'm like treating myself like an athlete. I'm I'm doing a two a day today. I did swimming. I swam laps this morning and hit the sauna and the cold plunge. And then mm-hmm. I intend to go to martial arts after this That's record. Awesome. For me, like there's been big periods in my life where I would, I think because I played sports growing up, and so that's how I got into weightlifting. Was like coaches being sort of being the introduction to weightlifting. And then when I went to college and wasn't playing like on a team sport weightlifting like took up that time that right. I was sort of used to being physical. And then it was, it became such a habit that like when I was in my twenties living in New York, it was not hard to like go to the gym four or five days a week, but I'd be like, Why right. In between like anything? teaching improv. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, <laughs> cause there's something about like lifting weights where it's like, it's like you almost, you can't, I mean, you can technically fail at it, but right, you can't fail at it. It's not like writing a script where like this might suck. You're just like going right. to be like, I'm going to do chest and tries today. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like no matter what you do, it is something. I guess like if you get three words down on a final draft page, like that counts. That would be as, a like, healthy perspective for sure. Right. But like have. with but with fitness, it is like getting it. You know, it's cute. It's more cumulative than anything else. Like if you're like, man, I hit 90 minutes of iron five days this week. You know what I mean? That's like shit, dude. Not bad. That's yeah. three hours of fucking training or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's like stringing those together is that you build that pattern, but, uh, sorry, but you were saying like, did you find that it was taking up too much time for you? I think it, it, it was just in the same way that people are like, my apartment is always cleanest when I have a deadline. It's like that thing of like, well, I'll just clean. Yeah. Cause it's something I can do that is avoiding makes thing. you I think, scratches the pro- productivity itch a little. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, it was realizing that non-productivity, I think a lot of times for me, and I won't speak for other people, is is rooted in some sort of fear of like, what if I do this and it and it doesn't work? Yeah. Or what if at minimum for me, I, I can relate to that. Not only that, even a smaller step before that, what if I put 
20 out. What if I put 10 hours a week for the next eight weeks into this and it doesn't come out into anything I want it like remotely, yeah. like before I even get a no from someone else, I'm just like, and like, oh, it's just easier to have it be an idea in my head. Like it's just more successful already as an idea in my head than like putting the time in. I have such, dude, when I tell you like my productivity or ADHD is like in this, like prod, like in this size, it's like, this is what I'm obsessed with. I'm going to work on this project. I'll do mm -hmm. it for like three weeks. I'm like, this is really coming together. Or is it? Is there something uh, that would yeah. be a better use of my time? I feel like, Jesus, why would I write about zombies? It should. I should have done something like beach bay. Okay. Well, I'll just figure out something beach based. And then it's like, now I'm like off the hook of right. like having to fin because- I know it's because I'm a stronger idea p person than I am a follow through person. Mm -hmm. Like anyone who's like performs or collaborates with me can like guess that, you know, like I don't want to do the work, but I right. want to sit there and spitball. Right. And I, I see myself just, sh I shoot myself in the foot constantly like with that. And that's another sub goal of 2024. I mean, I have my notes app. Uh, what did I call this? Habituation protocol, 2024 habituation protocol. <laughs> this is I'm not sure if this is going off of our topic, but there's, I guess in the, in the sense that it's, there's an artist side of it. Um, there's this Celine Siama, who's the director of um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Have you seen mm -hmm. that? I love, love that, that movie. fucking movie. Yeah. So she has this, this BAFTA talk. The movie that, sorry, the movie that taught me I, I might like armpit hair on girls. <laughs> yeah. uh, she has this BAFTA talk where she talks about her creative process. And she breaks it down when she's writing into it's very French where she's like her desires where like when she's just like thinking about a story, what are things she wants to be in that movie? And she doesn't worry about it fitting into a plot or anything. And she's just like writing down images or dialogue or, or maybe it's an idea for a scene. Um, but and then eventually she'll get to a thing where she's just sort of plotting it out. But only when she's done the desires part first to sort of keep the like excitement alive longer and oh. then if it's like a plot thing that she can't figure out a way to have it to feel the same way she feels about her desires thing she will try to just not have it in the movie she's like maybe it doesn't need that oh cool and that's been helpful because i i used to try to do like the screenplay like all the book things of like uh, index cards and, and and cork boards and whatever and i would always start to hate the idea yes and dude that's I, I use this analogy too much. Uh, get right back to what you're saying, but I'm a big role playing game guy too for video mm -hmm. games, and I have dozens of level eight characters, uh, zero like so yeah. few level twenty characters. Yeah, because I don't. I'm like always like I start to like second guess my own effort. I'm like, is this even worth my time? Like, should I even be getting good at this? Like, mm -hmm. should I, is this going to work for? And then that's clearly, um some lack of confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's like, cause if I believed in it and then I go, well, if you fully believed in it, you'd finish it. And I'm like, and if you fully believed in it, you'd push it. Like yeah. I, I get envious of those people who are like, I've been trying to get this singular movie made for like 10 years. And it's yes. like, Oh yeah. If I wonder if I put in that much effort, would it happen for me? Although I feel on the other side, there's also those people who are like, well, I worked on this movie 10 years ago and put it away in a drawer and then made this. And then I came back to it cause I was thinking about it. Like I feel right, like yeah, I guess it's all time that, well spent. It's all time well that. spent yeah. if, you, if you're like, if you can wrap, if you can like, that's a real fucking glass half full kind of situation for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, you were saying like 
you get bored of your own ideas looking at like your- I think uh, it becomes like sort of dead to me. Like I think if I'm thinking about the idea from the outside in terms of structure, it, it becomes like a math problem and it becomes like not exciting to me. The more I can do things so that like the story starts to feel like a real world that you can sort of go into while you're being creative- the more like the characters are like start to be fleshed out and and like the more you can do the parts that you're like I'm a big like fan of just like if there's a scene you're excited about writing just write it right and then figure out where it goes later figure out where it goes change later. your characters maybe name. you lose maybe, it yeah, but like yeah. that part like don't when you have that opportunity to to write and be inspired uh you should take it do you want to keep your information private Try NordVPN. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. VPNs create an encrypted tunnel for your data, protecting your online identity by hiding your IP address and allow you to use public Wi-Fi hotspots safely. NordVPN is easy to use. You connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. Easily switch your virtual location to access apps and websites in other countries. They have 6,000 plus servers in 61 countries. Change your virtual location easily. This allows you to safely access your favorite streams and other content from home, no matter where you go. Nord also has amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. Plus, one NordVPN account can be used on six devices, and it supports every major platform. Windows, Android, iOS, macOS, Linux, and even Android TV. Get an exclusive NordVPN deal at nordvpn.com slash mighty. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash mighty for an exclusive deal on NordVPN. Fact, they're baby. They're delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. 35 different options, a week to choose from, keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. Uh, I dig the keto meals. It makes it really easy for me to just quickly heat up something if uh, uh, I totally forgot on one thing or like, oh, wait, uh, Tiff's not eating dinner tonight. I, I can whip up, oh, she's going out, or oh, you know what? Instead of uh, making a salad for lunch, I'll, I'll take down a little keto meal. You know, heat up a factor, if you will. Factor it, baby. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons to help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals. Snacks, smoothies, and more discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day. Breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easy. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Do yourselves a favor and get a Factor. So head to factormeals.com slash mighty50 and use code mighty50 to get 50% off. That's code M-I-G-H-T-Y-5-0 
at factormeals.com slash mighty50, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y five zero and get that 50% off. Factor, baby. Now you're making me, my brain is going 100 miles an hour right now, talking about me. I should bring, for my own sake, I don't know if this works very well, I should bring my meathead mentality mm-hmm. to my artistry, mm-hmm. right? Now, here's one thing. Both my meatheadness and my artistry are multidisciplinary, and I think that's part of what makes me stick with stuff is mm-hmm. like, that I'm doing improv and trying to write and doing stand up and you know working on a screenplay and hosting a travel show and talking to mm-hmm. friends about meathead artistry on a podcast and then like my fitness right now and like oh, kind of on and off is always like some running some hiking some swimming a lot of sauna some weights mm-hmm. and na- some martial arts and I'm like oh this is currently working for me and maybe that's what I need that's how I need to look at my creativity as well yeah and the reason it all triggered is because I'm the biggest proponent of telling people and you, you saying just write the scene. I'm the biggest proponent of telling fitness people. I'm like, if you're going to do nothing, a 10 minute walk is 10 more minutes than nothing. And it's so funny how I'll be like, man, I don't have enough time to write a hundred pages or whatever. And like, I, I will just shit on art stuff the same way other people shit. But I, I can like pause, self-talk myself positively into fitness but i can't do it into artistry i think it's because there's like a sort of binary of like if you press the if you take 225 out of the rack touch your chest and put it back mm-hmm. up you have succeeded you don't have to go like what do you think david Zaslav? Right, like, right. we already have a guy who benched 225 uh what you is, always you know, pitch directly to david Zaslav. that's me <laughs> i insist <laughs> I'm always in Aspen on the ski lift trying to fucking get him to <laughs> He's buy He's like, I thought you project. worked here. <laughs> I'm like, I, I might actually. I, probably be more lucrative. Are they than hired? <laughs> There's, uh, I listened to Arnold Schwarzenegger on uh, Conan's podcast. Did you listen to that? No, I haven't, but I did listen to his entire audiobook. Well, he and- said something in, in on Conan's prod- podcast that I'd never thought about. And, and as like a weightlifter, sounded very profound to me. Which is like if you're, I think he was talking about it in terms of bodybuilding, but weightlifting in general, like part of what you get used to is is going to failure, right? So you're doing some sets to failure, and if you're not, you're not getting the full aspect of your body's training, like right. You don't the, know what your limits are, yeah. and he like he was sort of like you need to live in that sort of way where you're not afraid of failure. That failure shows you like how far you got, that you went to the the you you put in everything and then failed. It's just information. Right, in the same right. Way that it's not you, that you, oh, I did six reps. Right, you didn't fail at seven reps. You got six reps. And it's like, oh, interesting. I could only do this. Okay, great. So next time I'll try to do this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's great. That's that's really. Now I'm thinking like I need to program my creativity and be like the chest and tries on Monday. You know, like all right, well, this three hour block I should focus on blank. Mm-hmm. This three hour block I should focus on. Or let's be honest, ninety minute, minute <laughs> forty five minute. <laughs> That's what I need. That's talk. If talking pure creativity, that's what I need to do is be like, when do you do? When do I have three hour blocks? I rarely do. Like I have to like, and the best way to get a three hour block of creativity is to have like seven 40 minute blocks over the course of like a couple of weeks that get you get some momentum going. And the expression I heard that I really like is 
parking downhill. Oh, interesting. Uh, so like if you're like flying on a script or what, you know, like if you know what the next couple of pages are going to be stopping there. Oh, interesting. And then like that way, you know, when you sit down, you can fucking you're parked downhill. You're ready to fucking rip like the second you sit. And I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that. I kind of like that idea. But I need to just be. At minimum, I need to have like I, I barely have the fitness discipline, but that's easier for me to get to. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, a given that I'm going to try to squeeze in a workout every day. But it's not a given that I'm going to try to squeeze in like my profession every day mm-hmm. which is kind of like <laughs> another big thing that that i hadn't made the connection to exercise but in that book uh do you ever read the artist way like yes so the, the uh <laughs> there's uh morning pages we should, yeah we got to rewrite that and do the more meathead artist way and it's like morning pages is uh, while well, you, that's you're the one like i've planks. stuck with so like morning Whoa. pages i've done i would say on average i do it probably now five out of seven days a week but I've done it for probably 12 years. Jesus. And that's been the best. That's like, and, and that's one where. Well, like let's talking, assume, yeah. let's assume we have some meathead yes. listeners. Uh, let's talk a little bit about. So the artist way is sort of like this woman's, uh, this person's theory on like developing your artistic side. Yeah. Or your artistic Unlocking soul. creativity. Right. Yeah. And, and it, one of the things she touts is this morning pages. And, and the way she touts it is you should do three pages of free free writing uh, right when you wake up, which usually for me takes about uh, 25 or 30 minutes. But I don't. So so the big thing for me, it's like, uh, especially since having kids, I never do it in the morning I because I'm waking up to kids getting right. them to school. You have to do their stuff. So it's like I just find a time that day. And I also am OK with I can only do a page but I'll do it. Most of the time I'll, I'll, I'll do all the uh, pages, but that way, even if I'm not working on a script, almost every day I did write for 30 minutes. And, and it's an interesting combination for me of like, one, it's sort of right now like a replacement for, for therapy where uh, I can't afford slash find a therapist I like. So it allows <laughs> you to sort of write out thoughts and sometimes get a little bit of perspective on, on, on stuff in your life. But then also like, creative things you're working on will just for me just find their way in there and so it might even be something that's like i had this argument with my wife last night i'm writing about that and then it's like oh but also there's like this scene i've been working on and they might not even feel consciously connected but i've had a lot of breakthroughs and morning pages like creative now, breakthroughs. so when you, when you say free writing uh are your yeah. hand are you hand your hand writing handwriting, and yeah, you're just trying writing. to write as fast as possible without editing myself and how I do it, which a lot of people, it's like, I write like partly because I'm writing so fast, but the handwriting is really bad. So that partly I think it's psychological for me. Other people wouldn't be able to read it. Right. So if like you're, what do you mean we got in a fight last night? It's you're like, like, oh, give me that. you can't read that. And then the other <laughs> yeah. thing I do is I throw them away when I'm done. So I'll fill up a notebook and just throw it away. I don't keep it and look back at it. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you find it still, it's, you find it still worth the time obviously i think it's it's the one thing from that whole book that i've stuck with because it's helped so much and, and what do you and like hip hip fire some theories as to why this works for you uh-huh. i think sometimes well going back to fitness and, and maybe how my brain's been trained i i will do it as like a, a writing warm-up 
So in the same way you'd warm yeah. up before like doing your compound lifts, it's it's like yeah. I want to get my like brain just moving. And there's something to I think writing for 30 minutes where you're not judging it as you're writing it. That then when you go to work on the script or whatever, your mind is already more in a mode of of being positive and not judging yeah. it and, and, and editing yourself. So I think that's a big part of it. Interesting. And I think there's something to having it naturally in your morning pages for me being a blend of like personal stuff and creative stuff. I think creative stuff is often better when your personal stuff is bleeding into it. Right. And so I think that that helps too. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Cause it lets you into my world a little part of my, and I, I did this for like the last quarter of 2023. Um, and I'm trying to do it in 2024. I learned that I don't hate getting up early. Mm. I hate rushing to have to be somewhere. So what I've learned, Mm -hmm. I I hate the squeeze. Yeah. So I've learned I've been getting up childless 41 year old stoner. I've been getting up at 7 a.m. every morning and I have like, I'm not getting to the gym till like 9, 15, 9, 30. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is um, doing all my morning beverages, all my morning, uh, like my celery juice, my athletic greens, promo mm-hmm. code mighty, <laughs> my, my make myself a coffee, take that into the office, try to read. Cause that's like something I, mm-hmm. that has gone from my body in the last 10 years. And I'm embarrassed about mm-hmm. that. And in addition to all this, Longevity fitness stuff is a lot of like, uh, I got to keep the fucking neurons firing mm-hmm. up here. Um, same thing. Like, I, I want to be able to hike Machu Picchu at 65, but I also want to be able to like maybe be in a sitcom when I'm yeah, sharp in like, a conversation. Still, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still be fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, or as fun as I am. This brand of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think this is fun, I want to still be like this when I'm 65. Uh, so I've been like reading in the morning or doing uh, uh, the. New York Times games like mm-hmm. crosswords and connections and stuff. Uh, and then eventually popping over to do some emails and to-do list stuff on the computer and then going to the gym with like a few things taken care of and not like, and it feels really good. Like, and it helps with my GI track to be like, mm-hmm. now I'm not going to shit at the gym or the sauna yeah. place or whatever. And I've been thinking like, this might be, this might be the thing I need to add. Like I, I want to just add thirty minutes of sitting down on my on a project, mm-hmm. but it might that might not be what is really what I'm really capable of at that time of day. But I'm, but yeah. this is this is giving me like the this could be not difficult for me to roll into my current twenty twenty four habituation protocol. And I think, like <laughs> you said, like when you give advice to people about exercise, and you're like, if you can walk for five minutes. Like right. do it. It's the same thing. It's like if you can do a page, it's better than nothing. Right. And I'm and I feel the same way about uh in the morning too. Like of like if you do it earlier, it's done. Maybe you do more later, but at least you did the thing. Yeah. And I think that like with the, when you can have like an open schedule like that, to be able to for me too, to do like your sort of mental work, then the gym is is like your break. You're like, oh great, right. now I can just like lift weights and right. my brain can rest and then I'll come back and I'll be ready to to do something mental. Do whatever else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah, I like that. Yeah, um oh, that's fucking rad. I I guess I I know a couple of people who do artist uh the artist pages in the morning, but I not anyone as close as you. That cuz that's so fucking that's intriguing. 
and to throw them all out, like not give them a reread and be like, oh yeah, the uh, the stencil idea. Right? Yeah, I'm not like sure that. if you're supposed to do that. And a couple times I will say like, I have been working at something and I'm frantically like flipping through pages to try to find something I wrote down a month ago and it's like illegible. <laughs> but uh, most of the time it, in the same way, like you've said, like, if you like doing bicep curls, just go up to the go to the gym to do bicep curls, and then after you'll probably feel like doing some pull downs, or, or you'll right. you'll 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 be in the mood. Like I, or you're you're at least already be there. You're there, and, and if you walk out having done just bicep curls, that's more than you're gonna do. It's and same thing yeah. with pages, where it's like if you do that and that's all you do, cool, no problem. But oftentimes you'll get excited, and right. you'll want to keep writing. The sauna is that for me. Like mm-hmm. the sauna is my carrot. Like it is good for you, but I also love doing it. And I'm like, you can't just be the guy that goes to the sauna. <laughs> like you have to like do something before you do the sauna. And also that in my mind and, and based on my minimal research, uh, that increases the uh, effectivity of the sauna is to have coming in from exercise, whether it's resistance training or cardio, you know, or cool. cardio or whatever. Cause it helps like trick your brain or trick your body into thinking like you're still kind of exercising it like it extends the exercise i think keeping the temperature up and keeping the heart rate up and keeping the uh you know like is like oh i think if you were to wear a fitbit Mm -hmm. and it survived the sauna you Uh would it would give you like if you did 40 minutes on the elliptical and then got in a sauna it would be like wow 65 minutes of cardio today or whatever so i think uh, uh and so i always feel and I, I, again, I should just bring that mentality to like, you have this one idea for a scene for this, uh, this, uh, mm-hmm. thriller, this action thriller. I want, like, I should just, just try writing. It's like, well, I don't even know who the main characters are. It's like, just call them guy one, you know, like just get it out. And, and then if after that scene, you're like, well, I have this idea for this other one, but it's not connected at all to the first one. Be okay with to, like, just write it. And maybe yeah. it ends up in it and, or maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like how. It's funny how little writing I actually do, considering that is like one of the hyphenates allegedly in my uh, in my career listing. Well, I think for <laughs> so us, certainly a goal, you know, because <laughs> like this is not the advice that I think a lot of screenwriters would give is what I'm saying. But I think for like you and I and people who come from improv too, like it's how we're used to creating is more just like immediately going to dialogue, immediately going to like imagining the world rather than like plot. Right, like we right, never plot right. things out. That makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also, I'm just not good at it. It's like trying to do the the thing I'm not good at. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'll have to do that eventually. It's like, but I'm sitting down at this plate and I love Korean short ribs. Yeah. There's some fucking carrots here. I'll get to those because I have to eat my whole plate. But it, what's going to get me to sit down is the idea of having a few of these short ribs. <laughs> yeah. And it's trying to bring it back to, to working out. It might be like, if you love like powerlifting, if you love doing like three rep sets, and you've been doing like 12 rep sets and not enjoyed it. It's like, well, maybe it's just, that's not for you. Right. Yeah. And why, why are you trying to, oh, cause I should get some more cardio. Well, go do your three rep sets and then fucking jump on an incline walk on the treadmill for a little bit. Or in this case, sit down, write your fun scene and then brainstorm the outline or like, you know, mm-hmm. cause shit, I think there's also some something ideas. of like, if there's someone out there who loves doing 12 rep sets and there's someone out there who loves plotting out meticulously their screenplays and you'll never be as good at as the person who loves doing that. Right. So yeah. Write so your do, weird movie. Yeah. 
do well that's yeah oh man do just do it your way whatever gets you whatever gets yeah, you to the end whatever goal. can get yeah. you excited and have you keep showing up yeah if you're the guy who if you're the person who wants to be like i just do two hours on the peloton every day god love you <laughs> god god bless that sounds like a fucking nightmare but i totally i totally get it <laughs> um i i i didn't think about this part of the episode title. I thought we were just going to talk about how being a meathead in artist space or being an artist meathead space. But now mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like the overlap of what I can yeah, learn. Yeah, I didn't from- expect that. Because I have a comfortability in like in my meatheaddom and in like understanding. I I love building a program. I love mm-hmm. uh, I love sorting out. You know uh, what I've really in the in the in the last couple of months and I'm going to push in 2024 is I if I take care of myself and push recovery, mm-hmm. I, if I'm burning the candle on one end, I can burn it brighter than I think. Right. I think I, I, I think I always cut myself short of like, well, you lifted yesterday and partially as a laziness. I'm like, you lifted yesterday. So today you can fucking get baked and do nothing. Right. It's like, right. I probably could just go to the gym again and do another hour of lifting. Mm-hmm. That isn't the same groups. And maybe it's not as intense, but it's still better for me than what, you know what I mean? And I think I do that same thing with creativity where I'm like, I did, a, I got some stuff done yesterday. I can kind of fuck mm-hmm. off for like four days now. And it's like, well, what if you got a little, even if it was less stuff done, but you got more stuff done today. And I, yeah. I'm old enough and been doing this for long enough that I should have some court vision or field. I should be able to zoom out a little bit and be like, you know, if you do write a page a day, you can have three screenplays in a year. And it's like, that's going to take forever. It's like, well, you've been a writer for 12 years. How many screenplays? Do you have? <laughs> You're like, okay, okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. Yeah. And it's like the same thing with fitness. You're like, you know, if you just like, like I said to Tiffany earlier today, she's like, babe, I'm so proud of you. You've been going to the gym every day. I'm like, yeah, it's like a matter of just like, hopefully in April, I'm looking back and been like, yeah, I got a hundred different fitness sessions in. And it's like, that's the only way it's got like you got to just death by a thousand cuts like or life by a thousand lifts or the opposite of the positive. Spin yeah, I'm trying to think when I'm when when I'm thinking about how lifting or exercising generally is, is easier to do. There's also something that I think because when I'm exercising now, there's it's just sort of because I enjoy it. So it's like, oh, it's fun. The So there's something about the process I like. Where it's yeah. not all result results oriented for me, right, right. And I think there's something to that with like the creative stuff also, where it's like you have to like it while you're doing it to keep doing it. Like if you're only doing it for some reward at the end, you're for the hate six it. pack yeah. or the Sundance Screenwriters yeah. Award or whatever. Like if you're like that's not gonna keep you in the gym. It's not going to keep you at the laptop. It's not going to. Yeah, keep I was going to yeah. say it'd be curious to be to like talk to competitive like lifters or bodybuilders to be like, is your relationship with exercise different than mine because it is competitive or? Yeah. No. I'm. Oh, I'm sure. I wonder that. Yeah, that's. I'm curious about that now as well. I'm even thinking about how I look at. Because I kind of need to be goal oriented uh, for fitness purposes mm-hmm. and not even like goal oriented, like uh, I, I drop my mile time to nine mm-hmm. minutes or whatever. More like I'm doing martial arts now and I'd like to be stronger and in better cardio for that. Mm-hmm. And like that supports that or like, 
oh, I'm going to do this race again. I better at least hover around the ability to get up to six mile runs. Mm-hmm. I can't go fully in one direction. And, and now there's like some aesthetics at play as mm-hmm. I get older. I'm like, I'd like to lose a few eight pounds, but I never want to have like undeveloped traps or right. upper back, you know? And so like, there's all this shit at play and I'm always just like, oh, there's, and I just think in 2024 and at towards the end of 2023, I, I was just looking at it like, I think I can have it all, mm-hmm. or at least I can tell myself I can have it all at this stage. Why would I put up a roadblock of like, you actually, dude, you can't actually do that much. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. I'm already like saying, and that's what I was saying to you earlier about like, burning the candle on one end hotter it's just like i keep saying to myself i'm like no way you could do all this i'm like well why don't i crash and burn first Mm -hmm. why don't i see if i can like and it's the same thing with like like you can't actually write a whole screenplay by yourself and it's like fuck dude you haven't even really gotten you if you get to page 50 you can yeah you know what i mean and it's like if you get your ass to the gym you can work out you know it's like i will say it's for me, the, there's a the, it's not really a caveat, but but something I've done throughout like my like adult training is get excited about some sort of program, go too hard and hurt myself in some annoying way. That's like right. fuck. Why didn't I just go ten percent less? Right. So I would never have to take a break from it. <laughs> right. Like I think the last time we did improv and I was talking about like the thing I was into was like this pull up program. Oh right? yes, uh, the guy that like. Because the we both had seen the Instagram example, yeah, of like which is where I get two hundred eighty pound bodybuilder, yeah. yeah. Which is basically doing like two really fast, like as as powerful as you can pull ups, and then resting thirty seconds and doing another set of two, to sort of build up your volume. And I was doing that, and then I started on my own, being like, I think I'll kind of apply that to dips, and I'll do the same thing. And I was like supersetting them. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're you've already like <laughs> you're like all right. Yeah, I'm already the not following protocol. the program. Yeah, yeah, you're already adding. You're doubling the effort. There, like there, he's trying to get you to shrink it down to just two pull ups. Yeah, and oh. anyway, and I strained like my like the bicep tendon up by my uh, shoulder, and I'm just like, fuck. Oh. Now I just have to take a break from all of that for a couple weeks. Yeah, that's funny you said because I'm I'm in that I'm in that mentality right now of. My goal is uh, consistency and volume Mm -hmm. and then intensity to follow. So, for example, something I'm doing is I've locked in all the weights of my big lifts. Mm -hmm. They are I'm squatting 225, I'm deading 275, I'm pressing 135, and I'm benching 185. I'm doing doing Mm -hmm. accessory work. I have all that. But I'm not going to move those weights until I'm doing five by 10, except for the deadlift If I, when I get to five by five. I don't think you should do over uh, five reps in a deadlift if you're right, trying right, to go for right. it. Like, I, if you're, if you're going to do over five reps in deadlift, drop down to like 95 right, pounds and right. let it be more about a hip hinge than an actual setup and dead. But for me, what that does is remove the ego mm-hmm. and also make it about like, you got to get to the gym and get your lifts in. It's not about, pushing it at that workout because my the pushing i'm doing is trying to get sick trying to get two to three days of jeet kundo two days of swimming and two to three days of weightlifting lifting weights a week and the only i'm not gonna be able to do that if i'm on you know 
the Texas method or doing mm-hmm. Wendler or doing a Bulgarian mm-hmm. squat re- regimen. So by shrinking all that down and my, and my focus, I don't need to right now be able to squat 315 for what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But of, so for now I'm just keeping it at those things. And like the other day I, I did like squatted 225 for like three sets of five. And I'm like, I could probably do five sets of five or three sets of eight, but I do have to go like kick a pad tonight. So I'm not going right. to. And now I'm like, I'm like leaving a little something in the tank. And th- my big limit is that I want to, uh, my, and, and my strength, my fun scene to write would be piling weight on the bar, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, but for me, I need to be able to later that day do blank. So I'm like, okay. And now I've eliminated the ego. And now I'm like, someday I'll be doing t- squatting 225 for five sets of 10. And then I'll go, okay, time to go up to 275 for three sets of five. And if you notice, mm-hmm. all my weights are 45s and 25s. Yeah. I got that from Pavel, this uh, this trainer, that I, a big kettlebell guy back in the day. And when someone asks him what he does for weights, he's like, I don't want to keep a book and I get too in my head about numbers. He's like, I do, a f- I only go up by 45s and 25s. And that wow. means if I'm under, if I'm underweight, if I'm under uh, loading myself, I'm over repping then. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fine, then I'll do 10 reps. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to steal that because also I can use, you know, the higher rep shit for calorie burning and light cardio and stuff like and, you know, muscular endurance and hypertrophy, like all that shit is stuff I need anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck it. And so that's been really it's so weird not prioritizing my compound lifts for like the first time in like 10 years of training. There's a guy I follow on Instagram. And one thing he said that I've been implementing is like if he's training someone under 40, he has them do their compound lifts first. The way you used to hear it, it's like you have the most energy get those done. Like if it's someone over 40, it's more like important to make sure your body's really sort of loosened up before you oh, hit shit. those. So he has them do like a set uh, with some higher reps in the same muscle group. So like, for, so if you're going to like squat, maybe you do some single leg squats. Yeah. Or like some dumbbell lunges or yes, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like do a couple sets of eight first. And you would normally oh. do that as an, like an accessory after but right, then your right. body will feel better even if you don't put up the same like you might put less weight up but you're less likely to get hurt or, or stiff. Right. you're activating yeah. some muscles your uh, you blood's know, flowing the, yeah yeah the bodybuilders used to call that like pre-exhaustion principle like do pec deck before you jump on the uh flat oh bench. yeah like like tire out a certain part of the muscle do leg extensions then squat you know like get like one and uh, you know in and I, I dig that. I've been trying to, before all my lifting sessions, get 20 minutes at 4% incline uh, brisk walking uh-huh. just to like activate the glutes and get a little sweat going. And, you know, I'm like at the end of the day, looking at the end of my, uh, looking at my week and been like, so three, two or three 20 minute treadmill sessions, two 30 to 45 minute swim sessions two to three hour-ish uh, martial arts classes, a couple of lifts, four or five 40-minute sauna sessions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so much fucking time. But yeah. because I'm mixing it up a bunch, it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel... But I'm not going to make gangbusters uh, you know, uh, improvements in one of these categories because uh, of all the fucking uh, 
variation I'm doing, mm-hmm. but this is what's working for me mentally right now. And what's cool about the men- the martial arts is it's also like a mental workout because you're learning a new skill. So it's not just yeah. doing your like five by fives or whatever, which you could sort of do in your sleep. It's like having to really concentrate and learn something new, which is like making your brain work. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's really fun. And then like, you know, I'm thinking about like, I don't want to be, I don't want my arms to be fried because I have to do pad work mm-hmm. tonight mm-hmm. and pad work is what I want to get better at. Mm-hmm. I obviously I want to get stronger at the bench press and the row, but I am good at, I know how to do it. I need to learn how to do this right. other thing. And it's like, it's been, it's been really fun. And like, I'm only, I did it for a few months at the end, but I, I'm going to try to get, stay in it for another couple of months. And if it ends up being too much, I'll just have to figure out like where my priorities lie and like, you know, back off. But that's mm-hmm. why I'm not even concerning myself with like the, with career. I'm just like, fill, mm-hmm. I'm filling my time. Like I'm an elite athlete. Like I'm like, I've decided. Or like you're I'm, training for a role in like a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm treating myself like I'm like, it's, it's go to, well, if that isn't the ultimate combination of meathead and yeah, artistry, right? it's like the guys who transform their, like, Christian Bale, uh, you know, is 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 a weird example, but like Kumail, Chris Evans, uh, everyone who gets like did yoked you, for these movies. Did you read Matthew McConaughey's uh, book Green Lights? His memoir. <laughs> I list. I listen. I listen to it, to it too. Truck. As I walk my dog. <laughs> Very fun Green listen. Line. Very fun. I can't believe like uh, bumper sticker wisdom was oh, like yeah. a recurring bumper pattern. sticker wisdom. <laughs> but he talks about training for some movie. And he'll come up with his own plans and they'll be like insane where they'll be like, I drink a bottle of wine. This will be part of it. It's like, <laughs> I'll run 10 miles a day and I'll do and I'll wrestle someone <laughs> or something. It's like, that was my workout. That was like what he did for like magic. Mike. Yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. He's a cool. strange fucking egg, man. Yeah. <laughs> but a good example, like you could tell from that of like, oh, you are a jock. You're into physical stuff, but you are very artistic. You write poetry. You really think about your roles. Yeah. I always dug that when you would hear like an actor talk about uh, their character, like through physical fitness or like that always got to me. Like Mm -hmm. the big example uh, I always think of is when the rock joined uh, the fast and the furious franchise. When he joined La Familia, Mm -hmm. he showed up and like, he was so fucking yoked that like Vin Diesel in an interview in like a, a magazine was like, well, you know, like Dominic Toretto is a guy who, yeah, he does he does some hammer curls and he, he lifts engine blocks, but <laughs> he drinks Coronas too, you know? And it's like, I appreciate. And, and that's what, that kind of pisses me off now that the default is shredded. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, maybe Captain America and Thor should be yoked, but it's like Ant-Man is a scientist. He doesn't right. have to be yoked. Like also, and this is going to get me on my fucking usual high horse superheroes don't need muscles at all right. if it's like mutants mutations and shit like it's like superman aesthetic. doesn't have to have abs like he could just be insanely strong it's not like he got abs from doing like the ultimate sit-up like he sat up if did anything, a sit up with the acropolis on his head or his whatever. body yeah. should look very weak because it's so hard for him to get resistance it'd be like someone uh, who's exactly. bedridden would, that's what their body yeah. <laughs> right how would he have how would he have lean like why would he be lean is he burning calories when he flies right then he needs to be fucking eating like white rice chicken and broccoli by like the fucking brick the other thing 
It is, and I understand why it's not in the movies because it wouldn't be interesting. But when it's like a James Bond movie or any movie like with a, a very fit protagonist and they never yeah. ever show them exercise. And they play a human. Yeah. Like, and it's just like that would have to be such a big part of your life if you look like that. Right. Well, The Rock is the perfect example of that. Like, like Arnold, uh, great. Uh, the most recent as of this recording we're doing now, this will come out like a month later. But um, the most recent Action Boys movie we did is Raw Deal. And he's supposed to be like a random sheriff in a small. Oh, yeah. He ends up going up against the Chicago mob as like an undercover sheriff or whatever. Oh, that sounds fun. It's it's really fun, but it makes no sense for this for the actor for him to be cast in this role because it's like you're going under. So he's this giant freak, and they just have this one random uh, pan through his house when they're establishing the character, and there's like a Gold's Gym tank top over a chair, <laughs> and it's like that's just that's enough to need, say yeah. like this guy works out because like. The Rock would, like, another good example is in Fast Five, The Rock is at, or maybe it's Fast Six, the one where he fights Statham in the in his mm-hmm. office. He's drinking a protein shake and really sweaty from a workout. And I'm like, thank fucking God. Like, yeah, there should be a that. shot, there should be a scene where he's opening up a Ziploc bag full of chicken breast and jamming right. it down. Because you cannot maintain that physique as, like, a cop or a Homeland Security, whatever he's no, supposed to be. You almost can't have a job. Right. Yeah. You need to be working out six hours a week, yeah. six hours a day. Yeah, there should be. Well, I, that gets me to like the other joke I always make that like every Brad Pitt movie should just have a moment where someone's like, holy fucking you're shit. Gorgeous. You're gorgeous. <laughs> you're chasing down the Jonathan Doe serial killer. You're absolutely insanely handsome. <laughs> like, this is crazy. I want to fuck you. I'm not. I've never even thought about gay <laughs> yeah. shit until I'm this your partner. Moment. Yeah. yeah, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I'm Morgan your partner. <laughs> I'd like to fuck. I've you. never been attracted to a man before. <laughs> All our fan fiction is just everyone fucks Brad Pitt, no matter what. <laughs> in every Brad Pitt movie. I mean, I do remember with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino was telling Brad Pitt, "Like, I can't cast you as a stuntman. You're beautiful." <laughs> yeah, that's not like, what stuntmen fun- look like. Yeah, you're like only like only maybe Leonardo DiCaprio, who's, you know, if you're going pure personal preference, not as attractive as Brad Mm -hmm. Pitt. But you need someone like that to be. Yes. Like like Ocean's Eleven is so funny. It's like Clooney and Brad Pitt are like talking to Bernie Mac. And how come Bernie Mac's not like, Jesus (laughs) Christ, you fucking gorgeous ass white people. Yeah, people would be both fawning and giving them shit over how attractive they are. Yeah, it'd be like you delicate fucking gorgeous little freaks. Get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here. <laughs> you got to write that movie one page at a time. <laughs> yeah, <but> please. <laughs> one scene at a <laughs> one slug line at a time. So all the scenes you start with are just fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, write what you love. Write what you I've love. got it. I got two. I got a fucking trilogy of Brad Pitt getting his ass eaten by <laughs> a dumpy Long Islander. Uh, <laughs> what uh? What are you doing? For yourself, what what are you doing to get inspired fitness wise these days? Uh, it's always so something like you were talking about. Like your brothers will always have a a, a thing that's that, my thing is usually scrolling through Instagram, finding a fitness thing that looks fun. I'll save it, and then the next day before I go work out, I'll I'll bring it back up to like look at what that was, and, and then I'm get, gonna try the, that today. So oh, like. Yeah. Is that like specific movements maybe even? Sometimes it's like, like like one, like you were sort of talking about this too, with like priming a certain muscle. Like I think because a lot of times like with my leg lifts, I'll be quad dominant. 
it's trying to do stuff to get my like ass warmed up first to like activate my activate glutes. the posterior chain. Yeah. So like one video that I watched, and I was like, oh, I like that. And I generally do prefer single leg lifts to 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 like a traditional squat or a deadlift. But it'll be like it's like a hinge. It almost looks like you're doing like a one legged deadlift, but it's you don't go for that far down. And then you do go right into like a, a drop down lunge. You pair them one to one to one. And like that, I feel like uh, I can feel it in my butt more than if I was just doing lunges. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, And before we jumped on, that's the kind of shit I need to be adding to my. I'm, I'm I, when I go to the gym when I'm lifting I'm always in like a single plane you know it's like yeah. squat press pull uh maybe you know shrugs or a different kind of push um uh, maybe a, a, you know some dead but like I need to be doing like moving in all the different planes do you do I, those like cat like is it cassock squats so the like side to side lunge where you, you know what I'm yeah talking? I think that's called yeah, Cossack squats, like, cause it's named for like that like Russian dance. dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, but that's like, a, for example, like a lift where it's like, oh, I'm so weak at this. Right. But that makes me think like, like this conversation and the conversation we had briefly before we came on, that which stems from a, a buddy of mine that I played rugby with in New York. He lives in Marina del Rey. And we're like, we got to try to see our Playa del Rey. We're like, we got to try to see each other more. And he's like, what if we signed up for like an exercise class that mm-hmm. we did together and that was halfway between us? And I'm like, oh, that's really brilliant. And that's when we came up with the like, we miss the agility drills and the uh, yeah. getting pushed like from r- rugby practice. And I'm like, talking to you about that, I'm like, I think I can maybe add like, po- like before I'm lifting, just 10 minutes of weird movements is like all, mm-hmm. like just take a 10 pound dumbbell and do like, the weird lunges and the side lunges and just move through a bunch of different stuff, crawl around a little. Maybe I kind of mm-hmm. do that now with like, I'll get in the deep squat with like two, five pounders and kind of move my shoulders in weird ways and shit like that. Trying to like act. I just realized how sore I was when I did that. <laughs> trying to, and I trying to activate and like all different, you know, all different movements and shit like that. But I want to, I, I want to be, I want to do more shit. Like you're talking about, like the, hinge into the lunge into like and it's like less about the weight you're doing and you know you're getting sweat and just moving through all these planes and mm-hmm. uh, and martial arts has given me that a little bit because now right, i'm sure. like you know yeah. i'm dancing around i'm throwing kicks i'm throwing punches stuff that you're not really doing in the gym but i think i could support it even better with some of this other like mixed modality shit of like bear crawl and fucking get up and like yeah. zigzags and stuff and I think there's also something to it that I like where it's like, if I do this only for this one workout, it doesn't feel like I like tried something and, and gave it up or that it wasn't like, there's so many like workout things. It's like, if you want to get good at running, you have to do it at least for, I don't know, a year. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. At minimum four weeks, you have yeah. to like hit some sort of, yeah. And there's something nice. that's like, oh, I really did this just for this one workout to sort of activate my glutes and maybe I'll do it for the next workout. But if I don't, that's okay. If I was sort of bored with it and I want to try this other thing, I can do that. And But maybe next time you're staying in a hotel, you're like, oh, they have five-pound dumbbells. I'll do that weird hip yeah. hinge thing. From. And, and more importantly, because we're talking from the reference point we're talking here, is like that just got you to the gym that day. Yeah, just something like, to Like, oh, I was about. excited to go there and try yeah. this dumb thing. Yeah. Yeah. You want, like going back to your friend thing, like the most fit I ever was, the most like jack fit at least, was in college because I had just like a group of friends that were all into lifting and 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 so like reaching like PRs became like 
both like it became more fun. So it's right. like I'm gonna I'm gonna bench 300. Like I'm gonna push that it. guy can. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 And I don't have that as much one. It's like it's a more relaxing way of working out how I do now. But it's I'm not making progress like that. Uh, are you listening to uh, anything while you lift? These I tend days? not to listen to to anything. So if the gym has music, I'll listen to that. But it and that's the other thing why I don't like walking around with a notebook. I sort of like it being like, and I like to do supersets or things where I'm almost always working. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think uh, I try to get into supersets for my accessory stuff after my first big lift, just because I'm trying to keep the you know engine running mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm not pushing it super hard on my incline dumbbells or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm like trying to make that more about getting getting more shit in, getting more mo- movement in and getting more calories burned. Uh oh cool. I I'm I usually listen to podcasts or audiobooks. I used to love my old gym. It wasn't crazy to have your like bag out, mm-hmm. you know? And now that's kind of like the gym I'm at now is not really like you can have your bag Rounds sitting on out. That, right. Yeah, so like I miss that because I used to be able to keep my phone in my bag and then with my Bluetooth headphones, like never get involved with my phone. Mm-hmm. But now every once in a while, I'm like sitting on the lat pull down machine, minute four in between sets, just like scrolling muscle mommies on Instagram. I'm yeah. like, get back to reality, dog. You got shit to do. I had never made the connection, but I think that's part of why I like it is it's just like an hour I'm not on my phone. Is great. Yeah. Yeah. I got to try to seek that out too. That makes sense. Um, dude, that's this, this, it was an inspiring conversation. Uh, yeah, I, it went uh, different directions than I thought it would. I thought yeah, it was just about I, like us being huge around little people at Skidmore. <laughs> yeah. I, and us being like, oh, so and so climbed on my back. Oh, I lifted Fran Gillespie up over my head in this show. Oh, which I think I've talked about in your podcast, but just in case you haven't heard it, one of my favorite pieces oh, of strength yeah, you've ever done. Yes. Yeah, well, we that was two of us, but yes, I was the fucking. You I were know the what you're engine. Going with. Yeah. Well, we were doing a a show in Manhattan, like a paid show, and it was at like a like Rosalind Ballroom. It was like not that. It was at a but music it was venue. Like, yeah. It was at a music venue on like a big stage, and we had been drinking back. They gave us before. a case of beer, <laughs> so we were all drinking. We we're like, oh, it's free, and so we probably had four or five beers before we went on stage. And at some point, there was a scene where you were uh, sitting down in a chair and Frank Gillespie, or no, first, it must have been me first, right? Climbed yeah. up on your shoulders. And then Fran climbed on me onto my shoulders. And then you stood up from the chair. Yeah, we were a three-person chicken fight. Probably how, how Fran must have I, been... Fran must have been 10 15 feet. feet yeah. yeah, something very... Yeah, like, yeah, you're like, six, three. She was on yeah. my shoulders, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it was either you got on my shoulders and Fran got on your shoulders or Fran was on your shoulders and I like, but there's no way I would have gotten underneath you. Yeah. No, because I I think I went from, it was like crazy that I got up from the chair. That was the crazy part. Yeah. And then, 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 and then stood. Yeah. And holding your thighs. Yes. uh, And you're, you've got Fran a full torso, Brandon Gardner torso length above us, weaving fucking half in the van. That's. That's probably when I was in my late 20s, when I was a power li- That yeah. was probably the strongest I've ever been in my entire life. I was like, I did squat 405 for five, bench 300 mm-hmm. for five, deadlift 445 for five. Like, I was just fucking indestructible, drinking fucking gallons of grass-fed whole yeah. milk a-, a week and shit. Thank God, because oh, if you weren't, Fran would be dead. 
Yeah. <laughs> God, God, God help us all. Yeah. I mean, that is, we used to do like dumb feats of strength all the time. And, Fr- and Frank would play into them too. Cause she was just a, a little lass and she mm-hmm. knew like I can leap. Her and I got really good at the, after being on the uh, law firm together for a long time, we got really good at that wrestler choke where she holds my wrist oh, and yeah. I had to pick her up by her neck. And it seems like I'm like choking her up against the wall or whatever. Uh, but we used to get into some weird physical shit when we were like, well, it's me and Brandon are on stage. We could probably like yeah, pick we'll this guy it. up. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'd like to get back there a little bit where I was confident. In, like I'm confident in my strength, but I'm not confident in like uh, if I go to do something, I may hurt myself. Yeah. I, I'd like to bulletproof myself a little bit more uh, so that I can get to a hundred days of exercise in a row and I can get to, you know, death of a thousand cuts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's like a rugby play. reunion, you, you're like, eh, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm dying to fucking play in a match. I'm, di- I'm dying to like, I, I have just so much shit I want to do in my life. There's just no way. Like I need to like quit all my jobs, hire someone who's like just my personal trainer slash guru and just like run me. I need to get like a fucking cryo tank and a fucking sauna and like a massage table. And I just need to be, I wish I could treat myself like a fucking veal. <laughs> like just take care of myself. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, what's funny is like at a certain age, like we're, you know, we met fucking getting blasted all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I think now I would be equally excited to go on a super expensive vacation where they just like did like oh, cupping man. Rolf, uh, like, uh, acupuncture, massage, meditation, exercise. Like here's, here's one of those, the fucking Laird Hamilton XPT shit. He does. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. follow? Yep. I, that is a financial goal and fitness goal. I'd have to get in shape enough to be mm-hmm. able to do it. But that is like someday I'm going to have an extra few grand lying around and I'm going to fucking go out to Malibu for the weekend and train in fucking Laird Hamilton's pool with a dumbbell and shit like that. Like that's the kind of shit that That'd like I cool. wish I, I want to do that as much as I want to go to fucking, you know, Oktoberfest in Munich or something mm-hmm. like that. Like they're both equally appealing to me now in, in my old age. <laughs> uh, Dan Hodap, UCB friend, he posted something on Instagram somewhere. He went to like a fitness. It was like a camp retreat thing it's like and it looks awesome i looked it up and i was like eh, it was a little expensive for 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 right now in my life but like it looked and also like if you are to tell my wife it's like i need to i need to be gone for four days to take care of the kids i'm gonna be hey, like, you're gonna watch the kids i'm gonna go lift in the woods with chicks and yoga pants for four right, days right exactly <laughs> eat organic high protein meals with them but it looked uh, awesome. hold up hold uh i've known that guy for a long time he, uh he used to come into my old crossfit Homie is shredded. Yeah, I mean he's a trainer. He's a great and he's a fucking good guy. Uh, he's fucking diced up though, dude. Looking every good. time I see it, and it's like I, I'm genuinely inspired. Every time he like posts like a shirtless picture of himself on the beach, like it's like yeah, nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just the only two straight guys in the comments going hell yeah, hell bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking fucking nice. here for it. <laughs> Um, but we, we didn't talk just to re-inspire ourselves into fitness. We actually had a specific reason that you came back on. Why don't we talk a little bit? Sure. About besides the new just show. catching up. Yeah. Cause it's out as of this record, it's out already. Or yeah. at least I don't, is it, is it dropping weekly? So a it's couple drop it, binge six episodes all at the same time, drop in January 25th. So they will be out. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. On Peacock. 
It's a show called In the Know. It's a stop motion animated show created by me and Zach Woods and Mike Judge. If you don't Heard see my them? if you don't see my name on the posters, it's because they're more famous. <laughs> yep, yep. I wasn't really pulling people in. Uh, but it's set in a NPR the station. The new series from Brandon Gardner. Gardner. It's like just leaving UCB's out Zach Bastion. <laughs> just leaving off Zach and Mike Judge is just a funny way to shoot yourself in the foot. Like demand that you get your own. Like. Like, some of my extended family will watch. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so stop motion comedy uh, done by uh, Shadow Machine, which are the people in, up in Portland who did Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. So it's, yeah. it's got a very the cool shit look. looks cool. Uh, it's it, there's so much going on. Like it's so exci- like it's it, it's NPR kind of interviews of real people with puppets. Yeah. So like Zach plays a character who has a show on NPR that's sort of like Terry Gross's Fresh Air. If you're an NPR head where he interviews real celebrities and their video on it. So he interviews like Mike Tyson, but in character, yeah. it's definitely like a character that is a side of Zach that's already there, but, but emphasized as a sort of like soft, both me and Zach, soft, liberal, you know, yeah. coastal progressive. Yeah. Uh, NPR. Yeah. NPR. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so part of the shows are those interviews. And part of the show is, is Zach and the coworkers in that studio. Oh, that's so fucking it's so fun. The trailer makes I, I've not watched an episode yet, even though you guys leaked leaked some leaked them to me. <laughs> gave them to me to watch public from the PR team. I want to pretend like I got a fucking illegal yeah. Uh, yeah. Snowden <laughs> sent me a so link. much shit. <laughs> um but the trailer looks fucking awesome and it's gonna it's such a fucking wild concept. It's like one of those shows that if it doesn't do fucking bananas numbers, it'll be like eight weirdos favorite show ever that's what you know, i'm like, confident uh, about yeah. yeah i could i could also see it being like a million people <laughs> like hate it yeah but, and and 1.5 million people love it <laughs> and it's definitely like the kind of show where if i had found this really at any point in my life but like i'm at if like i had been like when we met in college if i had seen the show i'd be like what is this Hell i would yeah. have been really into how weird it is right that's oh man that that really excites me i'm just stoked uh i mean i'm a huge fan of both i mean Separately, I like Mike Judge as well, but I'm a huge fan of you and Zach Woods. So uh, watching you two lanky fucking softies working together really, really excites me. Uh, haven't, uh, you know, Zach Woods, I know you're not listening to this because all your audio <laughs> comes through a phonograph or whatever fucking weird ass light, weird life you live. But I miss you, dog. I miss you. I haven't seen you in maybe a decade. But Crazy. Uh, yeah, Um by now you're just like that's he's someone like of a stature that you would just spot at a pavilions at some point or something you know like 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 he's yeah. such a, he cuts such a specific silhouette i thought I, I would have at least seen him on a hike or yeah. drove past him on a, on the street at some point but no no hide nor hair as the kids say he lays low although i've i've been with him many times where random people come up and want to talk about the office or Silicon Valley. Oh, I wonder, yeah. I wonder why uh, socially awkward Zach Woods is not seen in public too frequently. <laughs> Once there was like a person on the street, like a, an unhoused mentally ill person who's like, why, who had a phone that they were watching the office and they're like, why are you on this? And I'm not. And it was, 
Whoa. Yeah, that's why and they were asking why you weren't. Like, why is Brandon Gardner not on this? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, he's got a Mexican point. <laughs> yeah. They Thank should reboot it. <laughs> I could come back. I could play Mindy's husband, boyfriend, anybody, really. <laughs> I got plenty of ideas. I could be a writer's assistant. Just put me on. <laughs> yeah, please. I'll take a fucking yeah. art art direction job. Uh Brando, always a fucking pleasure catching Very up, fun. man. In the know on Peacock now. Get it. Get in there. Start fucking cooking it. Um, well, well, I don't even know what I'm saying, yeah, but cook, uh, it. cook it, watch it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna send you a screenshot of my uh, habituation protocol. Uh, oh. uh, not for public consumption, obviously, but I will. Uh, I'll send it to you. So feel free to uh, text me if uh, you have any questions about uh, any of the stuff I'm on excited. there. I'm excited. I will. I probably also should have just said this right after we were done recording. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like and, it. Tell them a few more things you're just going to send me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you some before photos. <laughs> of I my want dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, we didn't even get into all the dick work you're doing. I'm doing a lot of dick work these days. I'll send you the Instagram guy who's inspiring Very It's Dan Hodap. <laughs> We're the only ones in the comments. In the know on Peacock now. As for me, you know, you can watch or listen to Action Boys at actionboys.biz. We got some free episodes out there. As a matter of fact, uh, if you're listening to this because you're a Brandon Gardner fan and not a High and Mighty fan, just a couple episodes ago, I released a free Action Boys episode here in this feed. Check it out. Our longest episode ever. Had to be trimmed to be put up on Patreon. Patreon <laughs> could not. Patreon said it was too large of a file. We had to cut like a couple of minutes just randomly out of it. Wow. <laughs> Not a, I know that's not a good selling point for some people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going to pay $5 a month, you might as well get more time, right? Quantity Smart. over quality. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world, where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. Now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's going to pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. There's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam. 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 There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.